At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolf her. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a new time slot, but the same experience. Welcome into the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Now moved up. We're going to be 6 to 8 Pacific time, 9 to 11 Eastern time. For those of you guys that love VSIN tonight, it's pretty much. Flipper Rooney, you're going to be getting Wes Reynolds along with Matt Eumanns after myself and strongly do encourage you to check that out after this show because they do an absolutely impeccable job taking a look at college basketball much like myself. You always get some great golf futures with them as well, so we've got a lot of good content all throughout the day here at VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Ourselves a tremendous show coming up. We're going to have a pair of great guests. Aton Shander, he does great work over at Odd Shopper, and he does great work over with the Fox affiliate out there in Philadelphia. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at the NBA landscape now that we have hit the All-Star break. How he's deciphering some of these teams. We have to see if the sinking ship, better known as the Milwaukee Bucks, is going to be able to get back online and where he finds a little bit of value in terms of that market. And we're going to be taking a look at a nice Tuesday in college basketball as well. We've got a few games for Monday that are a little bit spicy, and we'll be taking a look at some of these games throughout as we've got my DK Network right up for Monday, currently pending, and actually in pretty good shape. If you were able to get in on the over in Florida A&M versus Alcorn State, we've got 45 points up on the board in the first 13 or so minutes, so hopefully we can root that in throughout the night. I know that many of you guys are invested in the Iowa State versus Houston game that is going to be tipping off any second now. Hopefully you were able to get the best of the number if you were on Houston, waited a little bit because this is a number that had a lot of books. It came all the way down to about even a seven and a half or two out there, mostly eight. So we did see quite a bit of money come in on Iowa State late there, but we'll be keeping you guys abreast of that along with the Kansas State versus Texas game and then taking a look at what is going to be a really good Tuesday because I think that in terms of quality, of college basketball. Tuesdays are always the best ones. Like, we've got 26 games. They're going to be on the board, but you've got some Big Ten. You're going to be getting that big UConn versus Creighton matchup and so much more. So there's a lot of fun to be had on the show. And how about if we take a look at what we just saw, and that would be Virginia Tech pounding the absolute tar 
out of Virginia. And it really goes with what we've been seeing a lot in college basketball all season long. 75-41 to 41 the final. This is another tried and true example of the unranked home team playing us to a ranked team that is an underdog on the road. And of course, that home team that is laying the small number, in this case for Virginia Tech, across the board about a three and a half point favorite up from the opener of two and a half they're able to get the job done and it has been something that we've been seeing just so much in college basketball this season these home teams being able to prevail when they're the favorites and i do point that out because one thing that i have found to be very unique with this college basketball season is that an angle i've really loved about throughout just my time in college basketball i was handicapping it starting about seven, eight years ago, was always taking a look at these home underdogs. That's actually been one of the least profitable bets in college basketball. The home underdogs have not come through. These two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half point favorites like a Virginia Tech was on Monday. These teams that they're just facing an Oakland team, don't tell that to College of Charleston, who currently trails William and Mary, America's favorite tag team at the half by count of 26 to 25. But these home teams that they're pretty sizable favorites, they've been able to get the job done time and time again. But it has been very unique to see that in college basketball. And I think that in college basketball this year, there's a little separation with tiers, but there's very clear tiers. Like right now, if you're taking a look at the Big 12, you've got a tier of West Virginia being really your bottom team in that conference. And then got a lot of teams like Central Florida that are sort of middling. You've got yourself on a night-in, night-out basis. Baylor versus TCU. Those are sort of coin flip matchups, things like that. And I do think that that's what's been very unique. When you get these teams that are pretty much in the same tier, it's home court advantage being really the big equalizer slash being the big separator with these teams. And I've personally been noticing bigger home and road splits with so many of these teams rather than in past years. And I do think that this is a little bit of a byproduct of the fact that we've got different conferences now when it, or we should, we've got different teams in different conferences. Now in terms of Virginia versus Virginia tech, classic rivalry game, you know that the fans were going to be up for it in the in Blacksburg for Virginia Tech you knew that they were going to show out and they certainly were able to do so but when you do have the added element of travel like if if you've got a road situation of like BYU having to go to West Virginia West Virginia having to travel to what it is anywhere out there in the Big 12 as we know the American it is looking so much different you've got Tulane and Tulsa schools like that having to travel halfway across the country it has caused for some very big home advantages and I do think that we have really seen that step up this far this season as we are looking at the college basketball landscape here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN the Sports Bank Network and if you are looking at a second half line by the way in terms of that Charleston versus William and Mary game that I was identifying a little bit before right now you're finding College of Charleston as a 10 and a half point favorite total on this game is 76 and there are just some games where you've got a big giant slog and on this show I'm going to be able to dive into a little bit more live betting than I was able to ever do so of when we were doing 9 to midnight because there weren't a whole heck of a lot of live games that were going on from 9 to midnight Pacific, midnight to 3 Eastern time. So we got a little bit more there. And I always do think that it is very important that you do take a look at the game itself when it does come to live betting. Like, I think that these Monday slates, you could go into the Tuesday slates as well. They're actually perfect for live betting because when you're sitting down and you're able to focus in on a few games, you're able to get a good feel of it. And that's where your edge is as a better being able to actually utilize your eyes because a lot of these books, 
they're using an algorithm to try to gauge, okay, what should the live line be right now in comparison to what the closing line was? That's what a lot of these books, they do. I know that there were from time to time, like we used to do a lot of shows out there in the South Point. I know that like Chris Andrews and company, they would oftentimes actually manually put in the numbers especially when it came to like primetime football games so they were able to utilize their eyes but now in this day and age where more and more places out there on the east coast are offering these live numbers they're using a lot of algorithms just being able to sit down being able to focus in on a game or two that's your big edge and you do need to utilize it because many of you know at a lot of books i'm not going to say every single one of them but a lot of books you're going to pay a little bit more juice when you're going to be live betting rather than betting just before the game. Instead of laying a minus 110 on a spread, you're probably going to be laying a minus 115. And you do need to find a way to maximize it because whereas you were able to break even on 52.38% when it came to minus 110, that expands a little bit more when you get to minus 115. Heck, if you're going up to minus 120, minus 125, that means that the break-even number, it goes up and up and up. And you need to find every single advantage that you could possibly find. And I can tell you, just from watching this William & Mary versus Charleston game in the first half, my goodness, what a slog. And that's sometimes going to happen with the, versatile, or the volatility of a team like William & Mary. Because William & Mary came in actually second worst in all of college basketball in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. I'm sure you can guess who number one is. Of course, it's Mississippi Valley State, because that's like the answer for everything that is dead last in all of college basketball. We shall see if they're able to get a win at some point this season. And by the way, they're actually in action on this Monday. I saw them as a 17 or a, saw them as a 15 point underdog a little bit before. It looks like that's where it's going to close anywhere between 15 and 15 and a half on them against Alabama State. And if you're wondering how in the world Alabama State is a 15 to a 15 half point favorite in the game. Yeah, that's how bad Mississippi Valley State is thus far this season. But I do think that it is always something that you do want to be identifying. Some of these teams that they are sort of slow, and that does cause for ups and downs. And we are going to be seeing that on the Tuesday card. And we have certainly seen that with this Crane Bunch as going to be going up against UConn. Because if you gauge the landscape of college basketball right now, I think it's hard to argue against UConn being that number one team. Now, that doesn't mean that they're without their wards. That doesn't mean that they are going to just run roughshod through the NCAA tournament. As a matter of fact, if you take a look at last year in the NCAA tournament, none of the top three seeds were able to make it to the final four. So we know that there's a lot of volatility in this day and age, and I do think that you always need to be taking a look at college basketball in the same way that you take a look at boxing. I think boxing has the best mantra of all, and that is matchups make fights. And you always have that in college basketball because with 362 teams, you've got so many diverse different styles. You've got a slow, controlled team like Virginia that utilizes that pack line defense. You've got a team that just runs it, guns it, rips it down your throat like Alabama. You've got a UConn team that is really playing some tenacious defense right now. And then you've got a team like Creighton that we're going to be seeing on Tuesday, who I think is one of the most unique teams in all of college basketball. They do not force turnovers at all. They are going to let you get your shots, but they're pretty much going to turn into, for lack of a better term, a shootout. Not a high-octane shootout because Creighton is outside the top 200 in terms of total possessions per game. They play at a very controlled pace, but they're going to make you make your shots, and they're saying, you know what? If you make your shots, hats off to you. We think you're gonna, we're going to beat you at our game, and that's exactly how they're going to be playing that, and I do think that it is interesting just to look at the odds board right now in terms of the college basketball national title because I do think that right now you are able to get a little bit more value when it comes to conference futures. I personally 
am much more of a game to game better just because I was going through all the elements and you know what you're getting right now in terms of like the Tuesday slate of college basketball, the Monday slate. You just don't know what you're going to be getting in terms of the draw of the NCAA tournament, which is why I do veer away from it. But I do think that it's intriguing that you currently have three teams that is below 10 to 1 right now. That would be UConn currently at DraftKings, by the way, plus $5. You've got Purdue at plus $7 and Houston at 9 to 1. I think that it's very hard to argue with either of those three teams. I think that they are very clearly the top three teams in all of college basketball. Personally, I would go Houston as that 7-1 to rather than Purdue because even though Purdue has giant of the earth, Zach Eady, and they are much more efficient with regards to their guard play, I really love the way that this Houston team is able to play defense. And go figure, I say that as I bet against them on this lovely Monday. But I do think that this landscape of college basketball, it is going to be leading to a lot of volatility. I do think that there's going to be a lot of a lot of, shall we say, just equity, and there's going to be a lot of value on a lot of these underdogs, and we shall see if that's going to be popping up as we are now getting going with regards to Houston versus Iowa State. Houston is able to get the first five points of the game, so we'll keep you guys up to date there, but we do have to dive in on the NBA as well. Hopefully, towards the second half of the NBA season, we're going to get a little bit of a better product than what we saw in the All-Star game. If you saw that like I did. That was not terrific, to say the least. But what is terrific? Getting Aton Chandler aboard. He does a tremendous job taking a look at all things basketball. We're going to talk a little college basketball with him in about 15 to 20 minutes. But we're leading it off with some NBA chatter with him next on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns for every single game. Visit VSIN.com slash pro to sign up today. That's VEASAN.com slash pro. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to have this man joining me from the late night show now to moving up a few hours. Eitan Shander, he does great work over at Odd Shopper. You're able to catch him out there in the great city of Philadelphia as well for the Fox affiliate, Fox 29 out there. And Eitan, it's a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Look, man, I'm just riding your coattails. You keep moving up. I keep hanging here. I, I appreciate the return invites by all means. I appreciate you joining me, and Aton, I appreciate the fact that you, much like myself, absolutely love basketball. We'll take a look at some college basketball in a few minutes, but first things first, in terms of the NBA, for one, hopefully the second half of the season is the opposite of what we saw in the All-Star game. That was unwatchable, and that was just absolute sadness, but that said, there's been sadness and there's been volatility when it comes to a lot of the teams out there in the East, which I think that it's actually fitting that that has been happening that way because the Boston Celtics, they just continue to be that number one team. I don't think that there's a lot of debate there, but outside of Boston, how do you right now view the East with the Sixers going through the Joel Embiid injury, the Bucks going through the fact that they now have Doc Rivers and that's not good to say the least, and teams like the New York Knicks, these younger teams being able to ascend. Yeah, I think it's still going to be fun down the wire, right? The Celtics may even pull away with this as far as the top seed. But look, Miami is still lurking and knowing what they can do, especially dangerous that they finally start to flip a switch around late February, early March. But beyond even the Sixers, who are going to be an enigma based on what they can do to stay afloat and where they can be seated, granted Joel Embiid comes back. And it's a conversation, Greg, that just about how Joel Embiid is, his conditioning, his health, his fatigue that may set in once he comes back, if that is in the first round of the playoffs or the play-in scenario, depending on where they are. You're right about the Knicks, too. They make some moves there, and, and clearly they've positioned themselves to be a top-four team. The one squad that I am most interested, tr- intrigued, that has my curiosity peaked the most, because there's a split, a little bit of a split, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, you lose two guys when you were struggling and you go on a tear. Donovan Mitchell clearly is able to carry a night dropping 35, 40 plus. We know what Jared Allen can do. And now they've built around a couple of shooters as well. This team, though, struggles, at least seems to struggle against the cream of the crop and just mows down decent to bad teams. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. You see them. We have them up at nine to one right now. I think that's solid value for a team that once they are fully healthy should do something at least defensively deeper than the Sixers can even with Embiid. The Miami Heat are going to always offer some value especially when you get them double digits this far into the season but it's that middle ground like we're all waiting for Milwaukee to fail right like we're and even if you're not rooting against Doc Rivers you know the inevitability if I can use that here, which is this team is going to fall at some point because their coach failed to do something, motivate, out of bounds play, stay on the right side of their star player, whatever it is, Doc's going to find a way. But it's the Cleveland Cavaliers for me. And then there's always going to be some Jimmy Butler love, Greg, because how can you count this team out at least to give them the benefit of the doubt that they can flip a switch? 
And it was incredible what we saw the Miami Heat do last season, going from the play-in tournament all the way to the NBA Finals. And I don't think that there's going to be any sort of a run this year. That would be quite far-fetched. But with the Miami Heat, to your point, you just can't absolutely count them out. And with regards to perhaps some player awards as well, is there anyone that you might be taking a look at towards the second half of the season? Because the one market where I just don't find a lot of value right now is the MVP market because with Joel Embiid, being out of the fold, that has become a little bit of an Nikolai Jokic award, I feel like. Right now, it's Jokic, Shea Gilders, Alexander. If you've got a number three candidate, you let me know. But I think that's really neck and neck between those two guys. And it's going to come down to what is going to happening, what is going to be happening out west. But in terms of just the awards market in general, is there anyone that you're taking a look at that you're saying, yay, you know what, there might be a little bit of value in. They might be in for a big second half of the season. Yeah, I, I think you're right. First off, with the MVP, uh, I am going back and forth thinking, what would it take for Shea Gilgis-Alexander to truly win this award? He is upwards to doing something. I mean, you, you see stat lines and where he is. It's been done by three other guys like Carl Malone, Adrian Dantley, two of these guys, right? I didn't even, I didn't, I'm old enough. I didn't even see Adrian play, right? So that's how far you have to go back. You'd have to have a special season and the thunder can't really fall off. But the value is soured, I think, overall, where the better play was to take SGA at the start of the season or really before everything really set in. Giannis, I think Damian Lillard is going to take away, and rightfully so. Luka's out of it. Tatum's out of it. I think you're right. It's it's a Jokic award. If you wanted to look at one, and I do hold a 7-1 ticket for Malik Monk, so I am biased here, Greg, but I do think that the sixth man, especially with Hardaway, where you could find another angle at least an argument at least for a guy to win this award coming off the bench for a team that he's clearly helping but he's plus money that would be i think the only other market i don't know if i'm getting any value right now defensive player of the year most improved player seems to be a lock with my guy tyrese who doc Rivers snubbed by the way with (laughs) all-star minutes i'm still disappointed with that i think it would be sixth man outside of really any other award right now. And and I think you're right, Greg, this is rare that we don't have something that just jumps out. Maybe it's because we don't have that two man race with Embiid and Jokic, but I'm a little surprised that even with a lot of player awards, not solved, sold right now, or solidified, I should say that we still don't have one or two that just scream, Hey, take this number two guy or even a number three guy. Yeah. I'm right there with you. If, there is a play to be made for Shea Gilders Alexander. You're probably banking on the OKC Thunder to be able to win the West as Aton Chandler does great work over at Odd Shopper along with the Fox affiliate out there in Philadelphia. He's joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And Aton, how about if we do take a look at the West? Because I think that that's where the real fun is because we were taking a look at these Eastern teams and the debate was, all right, who's number two right now in the East? Right now in the West, Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? That is all up for debate. It's a big, jumbled up mess. Right now, the Clippers and the Nuggets are neck and neck in terms of Western Conference odds at plus 250 and plus 255, respectively. And it is intriguing because the team has been number one all season long in the Timberwolves. They're plus 850. The Thunder have been holding down that two spot all season long. They're plus 950. How do you just decipher the West? Because with regards to the Nuggets and the Clippers, they're the more experienced teams, but the Thunder and the Timberwolf have put out the better record and have been able to play the better basketball to this point in the season. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, but I I also recognize here that these odds are not winning overall the regular season. This is coming out. This is winning the West. This is actually representing the West. 
in the NBA Finals. And I think odds are going to be heavily favored, and rightfully so. It's the NBA. Even the NFL, I think experience in the NBA, even losses, is so much more valuable than just being there. But look, I, I think there are holes to be punched here, right? As strong as that front court is with Minnesota, what happens when Anthony Edwards comes off the floor? They really struggle to generate offense. Phoenix is another team, you know, plus 650. You mentioned that. They've got five guys you can rely on. Now, granted, playoff rotation, the roster, everything shrinks when you get to the postseason. But are you telling me that three and a half guys on every, not any given, but every night are going to carry the Suns? Offensively, yeah, but I don't know if defensively they can hold up. Denver's Denver. We'll put them off to a side a little bit. Look, I don't care about, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't care about the postseason failures of James Harden, nor do I do about Paul George. You're riding with Kawhi Leonard. And this basketball team, outside of that really dreadful start, what, 0-5, when Harden got there, this team has figured it out. The Clippers are a basketball team that can slow you down, they can suffocate you, and they can have one to two guys drop 30 on you and just frustrate you. In a seven-game series, this is a team. Now, granted, we'll see how they match up up front. They're going to have to be creative with Jokic, but guess what? Everybody's going to have to be creative there, right, Greg? So I love the Clippers. I know they're chalk here, but I love the Clippers. Just I don't see Minnesota lack of experience, and especially with Edwards is off. And then, look, how about the Thunder? The one thing the Thunder aren't doing is rebounding. Look at the difference as far as every other team and what you have this front court. That can kill you in a seven-game series. Last one, if you're looking for a little bit longer, the Pelicans aren't doing anything really wrong, right? Like injury outside of that, maybe just consistency as far as lineup is concerned. Pelicans are right there. They're a good team when you look at metrics. They don't have the experience, but that could be a team that maybe you see some CLV if you bet them now. Yep, and I'm so glad that you did point that out with the Thunder because I have been a stan of the Thunder all season long. I thought at 100-1 to coming into the season that I'd be a year early on their futures to be able to win the NBA title, but I really wish they went out there and got a rebounder at the deadline. I thought that that was really that one missing piece, even if it wasn't some like household name that is going to be putting up like 15 rebounds a game or anything like that. Just someone to be able to share that up down low. I'm right there with you, and... If you're taking a look at basketball right now, well, we are seeing the opposite in Iowa State versus Houston as compared to what we saw in the All-Star game. So we are going to be shifting gears a little bit. We're going to go from the pro game to the college game, get you guys an update on that Houston game, and take a look at Tuesday with Aton Shander of Odd Chopper here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We know that you've been busy with football, and that's why the VSIN experts have just released our free NBA at the at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis, plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit vsin.com slash guide to be able to get your free copy today. That is vsin.com slash guide. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Aton Chander. He does absolutely tremendous work over at Odd Chopper. He's also with the Fox affiliate out there in the great city of Philadelphia. And I do have to alert you guys of this. I was talking about how the All-Star game yesterday in the NBA was so bad. The opposite is happening in Houston versus Iowa State. 17 points on the board at the first time minutes. So good to see that that Houston defense is bearing down. They're up by a count of 13 to 4. And 
That's part of the reason why I do love college basketball. You know that these kids are going to give you an effort. And Aton, how about if we start out there in your neck of the woods? You're in the great state of Pennsylvania. And with Villanova, they're a team that has really been batting down the hatches on defense recently. Their total in their game against Butler is 140. And Villanova is a six and a half point favorite. I want to get your thoughts here because I look at this 140 total. And I think that it's a very good spot for the under considering you saw both teams get to 80 points the first time around. The disclaimer is that game was 62 to 62 in regulation, and then went to double overtime. Yeah, it's a good point to raise there as far as how those points came. Look, I think there's clear desperation in the air. A six and a half point favorite at home. I'm not willing to just jump all over that. I could be a little reactionary as far as what's happened over the past two games, wins for Nova. But I think what you hit on is right there, the main focus with Kyle Neptune and that's improved defense. Look, Neptune is not Jay Wright, and we knew that coming into this thing. There were some injuries. There were some issues year one. Year two, you're not going to get this long leash. Like You better clean stuff up, make the tournament, make an effort to actually play better basketball, especially on the defensive side. So Butler comes in, and there's a little bit of an intrigue here. You mentioned what happened last time, so this is a revenge spot for Nova, and I think at home, that's what's fueling this line, especially coming off these wins. But defensively, that's it. So if you believe that Nova has a chance at covering this spread, if you believe that Nova is winning this basketball game, and I think it's easier to come to the conclusion of the latter than the former here, which is just win, it's coming with a defensive effort. They're not winning in a shootout. This is not going back, even if it goes to single OT. They're not winning in an offensive shootout here. They're going to have to, and I love what you said as far as hunker down, they're going to have to refocus and continue this push on defense. Otherwise. Butler's going to sneak one out here. I do think, though, you've got Seton Hall coming up next for Butler. That's been a sore spot for them. So I think there's definitely a possibility, even though they're on the road here, looking ahead a little bit to Hall. This is a good spot for Nova to come in and get a necessary win. And I think the best play on the board is clearly, I agree with you, my friend, is going under here. Nova controls tempo. Nova keeps this thing lower scoring. Butler is more than happy to be a willing dance partner and you stay probably in that 132-133 range. I wouldn't be shocked if this finished around 128, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I felt like this hole should have been closer to about a 132, so we are in lockstep on that one, and that's going to be a big game out there in the Big East, but we've got to talk about what is going to be the biggest game on the card, and this might be the biggest game of the week. You've got yourself two top 25 teams, and are well inside the top 25. UConn, who's coming off of just decimating, and I mean decimating, Marquette going on the road against Creighton. Right now, UConn is a three-point road favorite. And as we know, Omaha is one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball. The total is anywhere between 144 and a half and 146. How do you evaluate this game with a Creighton team that they do a good job of just getting their style? They don't force any turnovers at all, but they make you make your shots. And they're pretty much saying, we are going to beat you in a shootout. Yeah, this game, like, I so want to jump on the three, Greg. I really do. I want to take the three at home. It's a tight line here. UConn comes off one of the most embarrassing, humiliating losses that Marquette, any top five team, has experienced at the hand of another top five. And clearly there is this streak going on, right? The 15 consecutive conference games now wins for UConn on the line. So, there's a lot that, that UConn is just wrapped up in beyond being, of course, the best team in the country. And yet here they are only laying three. I think we have to go back again to the total. Now, granted, there isn't a chance here in which Creighton gets caught 
in a shootout. And I don't necessarily know that they can handle their side offensively of it. So even if UConn comes in and there's blowout mode, I feel more confident in this game staying under. I don't know if given even the possessions that Creighton's going to be able to keep up on that end. But I think we lean back to what we talked about earlier with the other home team, and that's Villanova, where Creighton playing their style, not letting this game get out of hand. This game is going, the total, I think, is going to be hit in the first 10 minutes, meaning like that's going to be the tempo that Creighton establishes. And if they're able to not dictate the entire game, because UConn is an absolute monster and they're going to launch and they're going to try to bait Creighton into running up and down. But if Creighton can just stay disciplined, and we've seen that, credit to them. You alluded to that here in the beginning, Greg. If they can just stay in their own lane, I think there's a strong opportunity to keep UConn at bay. And that's just enough to keep this game at 140, 142, probably a sweat at 145 or something along those lines. But that's the one thing I can look at with Creighton and say, all right, defensively, you stay in line. You don't try to be anybody you're not. You got a chance at keeping this under. Even if they lose by eight, I think, Greg, they have a chance at keeping this under. Yep, and it's always so interesting to take a look at teams like Creighton as Aton Chandra does great work over at Odd Chopper. He's joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and that's because with Creighton, like I was alluding to, they don't force any turnovers at all, but they slow things down. So you get more, shall we say, clean possessions, but you get fewer possessions as well. And that's such a big key. And then when it just comes to evaluating this UConn versus Creighton game, how much do you just take a look at the outside noise and you were listing off just the way that UConn has been rough, just absolutely running through all these teams. They have just been absolutely plowing teams time and time again because typically when you hear all the outside noise, you talk, you hear all these people putting UConn number one, that's typically my sell point, much like in the stock market. I feel like there's some of that element with regards to sports betting. I think that we might have just reached our top point where we want to sell on UConn. Yeah, I agree. And, and look, it's OTB right now. We'll see when the board resurfaces if, if it hasn't already. but. I agree with you, and I can't imagine the books wouldn't either. And you're not going to get a ton of value on Creighton because it's live, because this is a live dog at home. You mentioned the difficult atmosphere. Look, this is a bad combination, right? A team that's starting to feel itself, a team that's starting to listen to the music, smell yourself, love what they smell, that type of behavior, coming into a road environment where if you slip up, you're going to get beat. You're going to get knocked out. Creighton's not going to blow UConn out of the building. Let's stop right there. But, but UConn is going to, and this is where that sell mode comes in for a top team that has all this hype around them. UConn's going to give Creighton some openings. UConn's going to miss some shots. They're going to go on a couple of, of droughts here. And that's going to be credit, I think, to the Blue Jays and what they can do on defense. But UConn is also like, that's part of the sell mentality. That's part of this number one team just going through motions. You can't afford, and again, I go back to this dangerous combination, you can't afford to be riding high on hype into a tough environment and go through motion. Not against the defensive team. Maybe a team, look, if you talk about super pacing and, and Creighton runs you out of the building, now you got a shot because UConn's an offensive powerhouse as well, and they can keep up and drop 90 or 95 or a buck on anybody. But in this case, I, I absolutely, and again, I go back to the fact that you're probably not going to get great value outside of there just being a plus next to the number for Creighton to win at home. And I think it's worth a look. The biggest and best play for me is to still go under 146, but I would rather take a shot for Creighton to win outright than even take the three. 
Yep, and I do think that this is going to be just such a good game in general. Two different styles, and that's what makes college basketball so great. But both of these teams do have some similarity with this one, and I do want to bring up the Big 12 matchup that we're going to be seeing Tuesday night between Baylor and BYU. BYU, yeah. two and a half to a three-point favorite. Totals between 155 and 156. Do want to get your thoughts here, because I think one big key with what we've seen in the Big 12 this year and why these home teams have been so dominant, the added travel, because having to go a time zone over, having to play this game a little bit later for Baylor, I do think that this is a little bit of a tricky spot for them. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I'm on the other side with Baylor in the sense of I don't know how much I can trust BYU defensively. And this thing could get out of hand. And look, I'll take in this case, I do think there's value for that bucket, that full possession, if you will. I mean, look, if you lose on a four-point play, so be it. You rip the ticket up and you come back the next day. But I like Baylor here on the road. We've seen them be able to improve their road record. They come off a big one, West Virginia. But I think the biggest question I have is what is BYU going to do defensively to keep up with Baylor? You've got four or five kids who are live to get you double-digit points on any given night for this Bears team. I don't think you're right, and I can see this point. There is a travel element here, but I don't think they go into this environment and they're confused or they're shook or they're a little nervous or they're even buying the hype. They don't have UConn hype that they're riding, Greg. So I'll, I'll take the three on the road. And I don't, look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't trust BYU defensively quite yet. And Aton, I made my line BYU minus two and a half. Three or more, I see some value with you on Baylor, and there's always value in getting you on this show, Aton. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Love you, brother. Anytime. Thanks, man. Always great to get Aton aboard. And coming next, let's dive a little bit more into that Thursday slate and take a look at what we're getting in the Big 12 on Monday here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbooks, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code VSIN when you do. That is V S I N because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It's great to be able to talk a little college basketball for Tuesday there with Aton Chander. And for those of you that are taking a look at the Monday card right now and sweating out these two Big 12 games, well, you have not gotten a lot of points up on the board in this Iowa State versus Houston game. It was something I was talking about towards the beginning part of the show. One of the best advantages that you have with regards to live betting is taking a look at this game with your eyes because if you are looking at the live total right now, you've seen a nice drop-off from the closing total. It's down to 120 and a half. If you're watching how this game is playing out, the first time these two teams played, neither team got to 60, and it's looking like a replay. I mean, man, this game has been a very tough, very tenacious. Every single bucket is coming very, very hard here. I'm working very arduously to be able to get those. Houston currently up by kind of 22 to 11. Right now, if you're looking to lay it live, they're currently a live 13 and a half point favorite. Self being on the side of Iowa State is hoping for a little bit of a run there. So we shall see what happens on that front. And then in terms of the game involving Texas versus Kansas State, Texas is currently up by kind of 27 to 20. You got about a buck 52 remaining in the first half there. And both of these games, opposite of what we saw on Sunday with regards to the All-Star game, very defense-oriented, hard-nosed games. Right now, if you're wanting to be able to fire on Texas, you have to lay 10.5 with them. That live total down to about 124.5. And we shall see if good defense is going to be translating to the Tuesday card. And I do think that this one is very intriguing. We were taking a look at a lot of Big 12 just there. How about if we take a look at a game that's going to be going on in the West Coast? And this is a prime revenge spot for Utah State. And we've seen the money come in on them. 637, 638 on the card. Utah State opens up as a pick'em. They are now between a two to a two and a half point favorite. Total on this game, 144 and a half. So we've seen a lot of money coming in on Utah State. And I thought at a pick'em, you had relatively good value. I think that that value is very much evaporated. If you're looking in this spot, personally, this would put me on San Diego State. Anything of a two and a half or more was my buy point on them. I don't necessarily want the money line here because traveling to Logan, it is very difficult. And this Utah State team, they're absolutely going to bludgeon you on the glass. Great Orsabor, he has been living up to his aim. He has been great. He's given you 15 points. He's given you nine rebounds per game for one of the most efficient teams in all of college basketball. I feel like one of the most underrated players in the country right now is Darius Brown because Utah State is a top 35 team in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis despite the fact that they only shoot in that neighborhood about 33% from three-point range. Ian Martinez is able to shoot about 40% from distance, but outside of that, you really don't have a lot of marksmen on this team, but the reason why they're so efficient 
Darius Brown turns the ball over less than 1.8 times per game, but he gives you north of six assists per contest. He gives you like nine or 10 points per game. So he doesn't give you a ton of scoring, but when he shoots it, he shoots it well. Shooting in the high 30s from three points, going up against the San Diego State team, and this is a very nice edge that you're able to find in college basketball. Looking at these teams that are playing at different tempo than they did in non-conference play, and this is the second year in a row that we've seen San Diego State sort of do what they've done this season. I was going to call it tomfoolery, but I think that it's actually quite smart. San Diego State, towards the beginning part of the season, you notice in non-conference play, they were playing perhaps a little bit too fast for their own good. They were looking to get up and down the court. You saw that in the 2022 Maui Invitational during the 2022-23 season. San Diego State was a upper half of all of college basketball team in terms of total possessions per game. What happens when Mountain West play begins? They put the brakes on. They really barreled down on defense, and we have been seeing a lot of that right now from the San Diego State team. They've been just sticking teams in the mud. Other than that game that went to overtime against Nevada, they really haven't given up 70 to anyone within like the last three or four weeks. They've been able to do a really good job with their defense. You've got Jaden Ledee, who's able to supply you with about 18 points. He's been able to give you eight rebounds now. The one trepidation that you do have with the San Diego State team, you were expecting a little bit more of the duo in the backcourt from last season. That would be Lamont Butler along with Lamont Butler along with Darian Trammell. Both of these guys are combined for about 18 points per game. Neither guy has really shot it well from three-point range. It's actually been the USC transfer in Sticks and Waters who has been that main double-figure scorer out there in the backcourt. And then the old Oakland transfer, Micah Parrish. He's been able to shoot it relatively well from three-point range, but San Diego State, another team that's not really going to get it cooking from three-point range. Last time these two teams played, San Diego State, they were able to do a pretty solid job with their offense. They got past 75 points. They were able to get you the over. So that was a total that, if I remember correctly, it was more around about the 146 or so mark. We're down from the total that we saw the first time around. But in the San Diego State team, they have been a little bit of a different animal when they've been at home. They have not lost at the VAS Center all season long on the road. They have been having their issues. Now, the offense really doesn't fall off on the road for San Diego State. They're averaging about two points fewer per one hour possessions at a roadside search court venue rather than at home. But it is the defense that has not been quite the same for the San Diego State team. So that does lead to a little bit of trepidation there. Turns points a lot on a per possession basis. They are giving up well more than 10 points more per one hour possessions when they do leave home rather than when they are at home. And this Utah State team, they've been highly efficient with regards to their offense. But again, they're not a team that's necessarily going to go into flamethrower mode, really launching from three-point range. And this Utah State defense, it is a real deal when they are at home. They've been able to do a solid job giving up about 96 half points for one-arm possessions. That's the top 80 mark in all of college basketball. So circumstance where I do think that we still have just enough runway for an under, I do think that we are going to see Utah State be relatively efficient because they're not a team that necessarily relies too much on the three. And San Diego State's bread and butter has been being one of the best three-point shooting defenses in all of college basketball. I do think that you have good value here for an under. And with Utah State, made them a two-point favorite. So now at two and a half or greater, if this line continues to balloon, that's going to be a play for me for San Diego State right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I am someone from the great state of Wisconsin. I feel like I do need to serve up this game since now we're a little bit more listenable for those of you guys out there in the central time zone. Shout out to my old radio station that I used to listen to out there in Wisconsin, 95.3, the score in Appleton, 635-636. It is Wisconsin, and they play us to Maryland. Maryland, an underdog of between seven, and we're seeing at Circa now. This literally just popped onto the board. Circa's actually posting up their openers as I do this show. Eight points. So on this game, it is 130 to 130 and a half. 
and with Wisconsin. I thought I was being generous making them a six-point favorite. This is a Maryland team that they do struggle with their offense when they are away from home. Away from home, they are scoring about 15 points fewer per one-hour possessions than when they're at home. But talk about a team that has really went down the toilet bowl. My goodness, this Wisconsin team was looking really good coming into February. They have won one game straight up ever since the beginning of the month of February. I don't know what has happened. I do feel like they were perhaps playing above their skis a little bit towards the beginning part of the season. I didn't think it was necessarily sustainable. I thought that they would perhaps drop a few games, but this has been quite startling. And what it comes back to for Wisconsin, this team is not guarding the perimeter. They are well outside the top 225 in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage. They're a much-improved rebound team from a season ago. Seaver Carl, Tyler Wall, these guys have been relatively consistent. They're able to supply you with a combined about 14 rebounds per game. Both give you 11.5 points per contest, but... For the longest time, Stephen Crawl was shooting north of 50% from three-point range. That's fallen off. He's down to about 46% from distance. I know that they've been dealing with a little bit of an ailment to John Blackwell as well. And Connor Asijan just has not been right all season long. Asijan was one of their top scorers a season ago. Just 3.6 points per contest, shooting 31% from three. And what's unique about this Maryland team is that they actually allow you to shoot at a relatively okay clip from three-point range. Opponents shoot north of 33% from three-point range against them, but... They don't allow you to take a lot of threes. If you look at three-point rate, that's merely the percentage of shots that are taken from three-point range. Maryland, a top-20 team in all of college basketball, just running you off the three-point line. And then you've got someone like Julian Reese, who's able to give you 10 rebounds per game. And let's make no mistake about it. Jameer Young is the best player in this game. He plays for Maryland. He's able to give you 20 points, four boards, four assists. He just inserts himself when needed, and that has been big for a Maryland team that they have been incredibly inconsistent with their offense. They are a terrible three-point shooting team. Maryland, in the bottom 50 in all of college basketball, in terms of three-point shooting percentage, they're hardly shooting above 25% from three-point range when they're in a road or neutral court venue, but Young, he has been the big elixir to that, shooting 35.5% from three-point range. You've got Jahari Long, who's been able to shoot about 34% from three. He gives you about five points per contest, but I do think that it's really interesting to take a look at this total because... Wisconsin, they're a slow, very controlled team. They are once again outside the top 300 with regards to total possessions per game, but I do think that the light is going to come on a little bit for Wisconsin in this one, and the sparing amount of threes that they're going to get, I do think that they're going to hit a few of them. And with this Wisconsin team, currently in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, they are 157th. It goes with the theory that I always have. Just because you play slow doesn't mean that you play good defense. Like a lot of people will see on the box score, oh, they gave up 68 points. They had to have played really good defense. Well, sometimes you just didn't get a lot of possessions in the game, and they you played solid defense for like 20 seconds, and then with the shot clock winding down, you gave up just a wide, stinking open three, and Wisconsin has done a lot of that this year. So this is a line that I set at six. I'm going to be willing to take the points with Maryland. Very intriguing to see an eight coming up on the board here at Circa. And with regards to total, I did set it at a 132. With a line of six, I do think that there's going to be late game fouling. So looking at the over, and coming up next, I get you my DK Network right up for this College Basketball Tuesday here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.